it's good to have you back in Auburn, man. Yeah, man. You know, it's it's good to be back. You know, yeah. I gotta come from the ATL every now and then. You know, hey, yeah, the big city of visit, ATL. Come to visit my guy. You know? the big city of ATL. You know, we got a uh, we got a wedding coming up. You know, our boy Trey. Yeah, one of our one of our best friends. Yeah, you know? I'm excited about that. I am too. I've been knowing the guy. You know, since we were toddler so it's, it's right. cool to see him um you know find his lady dude i'm so happy for him man Haley's awesome yeah she is cool i'm, I'm really happy for him no uh, there was something i want to talk to you about all right so the other day and i this is probably gonna this is probably gonna almost annoy you just because of the topic is traffic okay okay and my traffic is from columbus georgia to auburn every day mm-hmm. that's my commute columbus georgia to auburn it's about an hour drive Sometimes a little bit more. You live in Atlanta. The traffic there, that's probably not something you necessarily even want to talk about. You probably think I'm complaining about something that is so minor. Right. Um, So I get in my car. I'm driving down the interstate. And normally, there's there's a couple of directions I can go. Normally, I'll check the GPS. Like when I get in, it'll automatically route me if I'm going, you know, which way to go is the faster way. So if there's an accident or something like that, it'll let me know. Well, this time... I'm on the interstate I'm getting, getting, you know, picking up speed and the sun is right in our face. Mm-hmm. So I start kind of slowing down, kind of squinting really bad. Well, through the sun and like the haze, I start seeing taillights. So I notice everybody's stopped. Mm, okay. Okay. So I start slowing down. Well, the car next to me clearly can't see that. Mm-hmm. So he just hauls ass straight past me and I hear the brakes lock up and just oh. crash. Right. Yes. So he slams in the back of this car. He slams in the back of the car. Their trunk opens up. The hood's all messed up. I mean, it's a pretty. They had somebody in the back of the trunk. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know why you would even go there. That would but be creepy. Uh, yeah. So, so that happens, and then I noticed. I was like, okay, well, this just happened, but clearly something else was going on because everybody was stopped. Mm-hmm. So I looked down at my estimated arrival normally i leave columbus at like 5 30 georgia time and i get home in auburn around 5 30 mm-hmm. alabama time so i look down and it says my arrival is 6 30 alabama time so an, an extra hour of sitting there that's horrible <sighs> right so sounds like it so I'm, I'm thinking wow this is great now i'm already here i'm already stuck in all this this is this is this is almost like typical Atlanta traffic. That's what I'm thinking mm-hmm. at the, at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. So we we get going a little bit, and I look up, and there's two trucks off off the side. Like they're not wrecked. There's nothing wrong with them, but there's a bunch of guys just kind of standing outside their trucks. Just normal trucks, not any kind of company truck, not any kind of specific work truck. Just your everyday truck. Guys mm-hmm. standing outside of it. Mm-hmm. So keep going a little bit further, and I see a really bad accident. It, what looks like a really bad accident. As I get close, there's a girl sitting on a sitting on a stretcher. She's not laid out. She's sitting up on her phone, like texting or whatever she's doing. She could be making a TikTok. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So she looked. She was fine. <laughs> Probably making a TikTok. Yeah, she was fine. But the uh, the accident looked kind of bad. So I guess technically that would be the third one I've seen at this point. Mm-hmm. We keep going, go a little bit further, and uh, there's a truck that's like riding right up against my bumper like and i'm going probably 10 15 over the speed limit Mm -hmm. this is on 280 at this point i'm off the interstate on 280 heading back to opelika for everybody who knows where that's at yeah so this car is just like 
right up on me, mm-hmm. backing up. So, so you're losing your shit at this. Yeah, point. at this point, I'm I'm already had a a really bad day, really bad experience heading home. I'm pissed off. I'm ready to get home. So I do what any sane person would do. I floor it. the car and fucking jump oh, no. out of the car. No, I floor <laughs> it as hard as I could, get way off of him, get over in the the right lane so I can pass him. So I got way ahead of him, trying to cause a scene basically. Mm-hmm. So this guy floors it to try to keep up with me. It takes him a minute to get up to me. Then he gets over in the right lane behind me and starts blinking his lights. So I'm thinking, what the hell is going like? So basically he's trying you at this point. Yeah, he's at like, this point he definitely. Pull over. Yeah. He's ready to eat. So he, I'm he like. some action. Right. So I'm like, what is going on here? So I, I look back, keep looking back. Nothing. Then he gets over in the left lane and goes to pass me. Well, he goes around me. As he gets up in front of me, I hear his brakes lock up. He slams on brakes and falls back behind me again, gets back over behind me in the right lane, and runs off in the ditch. What? Yes, he runs off in the ditch. So you're thinking like... What the hell is going on? Like This is like some abnormal... Something, yeah, some, right like now. something. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I mean, hopefully whoever that was was okay, but... Either he, either he was just so annoyed by me or whatever was going on. He was trying to do whatever, but he floors it, slams on brakes, gets back behind me, veers off to the right, and runs off in the ditch. I just see a cloud of dust and smoke and everything. Wow. Then I just went home. He clearly was a bad driver. I don't know. Yeah, I just went home, got salsaritas, and didn't think about it until right now. <laughs> but I just thought traffic, you know, with you coming from Atlanta, traffic is... You know, yeah, like I've said before, um, traffic is the reason why I moved to Atlanta. I love traffic. I love sitting in traffic for hours. You I have love, to if you move to Atlanta. Yeah, I love it. I mean, so it's one of the bonuses of living there. Yeah, I, it's probably. I think Atlanta was recently rated like one of the best cities in the United States to live in, and traffic I think brought it to that level. Well, and you know, oddly that enough, definitely one of the best things. Oddly enough, that's one of the reasons why Tallahassee, living in Tallahassee, is so low. On the yeah. list of most they popular cities. Traffic. Yeah, because they don't have any traffic. Who wants to do that? How can you be one of the best cities with no traffic? Right. That I means know. no one's there. Right. Atlanta has horrible traffic because everyone wants to live there. Mm-hmm. It's clear. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the best things about living in Atlanta, the traffic. I know. I, I mean, I agree. Like, when you when you first moved over there and were kind of telling me about it, I mean, it made me want to go sit in traffic over there yeah. for sure. I was like, dude, I sat in traffic for 40 minutes today. You have to come here. I'm telling you, there's nothing... There's nothing on this planet that I'd rather do than waste a bunch of time sitting in traffic. <laughs> That's for sure. All jokes aside, like I love Atlanta, man. Atlanta, Atlanta is like full of life. Uh, you can do anything you can imagine in Atlanta. It's just a cool city. It has a cool vibe. It has a lot of culture. I definitely, coming from Alabama, I had a um, culture shock moving to Atlanta. Also, uh, let the record I was very show. Very boxed in. Let the record show. He's a real estate agent, so he's of course he wants. Atlanta to he wants to sell Atlanta so yeah I'm trying to sell Atlanta so yeah. you know if you need to if you need to sell Atlanta call me call your boy call your boy call your boy CE <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta's nice though man oh yeah no it's really very nice it really is I'm a big um big Braves guy big Braves fan obviously big Netherworld by fan. default you know big Netherworld fan I'm a big Netherworld fan even though I did not go this year I wanted to yeah I know me too we need just we just need to go next year for sure. Yeah, we do. I, I, I like Netherworld. I've only been one time, but it was really cool. Speaking um, 
of like the Braves and stuff. Um, tell us about when you um, you got to you know hang out with Austin Riley for a minute. Yeah, we got to got to film a piece on Austin the year they won the World Series. Okay, nice. He was kind of in the MVP race. It was it was really cool. He uh, yeah, he's a stud. No, he's a he's a really nice guy too. Mm-hmm. Which I will say this: something pretty funny happened when I was there. So I met him at his apartment and rode with him to the to the field to do like interview stuff. So I interviewed him in the truck mm-hmm. and then we get to the field and we're going to do some stuff on the field, like with him kind of hitting BP and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we pull up to the gate and at this point, Austin is, he's a fairly new player as far as like being an everyday starter, all this stuff, but he's, but he's in, got that name though. He's still, he's oh, Austin yeah. Wright. Oh yeah. And he's, I mean, he's, he's in good. the thick of it. Like he, he's in the MVP race at this point. Yeah. Like it's, it's, this is pretty legit. So we pull up to the, the entrance and there's this like security guy standing there and he kind of walks up and there were two other guys that I worked with in the truck behind us. So Austin pulls up to the gate and he goes, Hey, they're with me pointing to the truck behind us. And the guy goes with who? And he, (laughs) and Austin looks at me kind of like confused and shrugs. And he said, Austin Riley. And he goes, the, the the security guard, the security guard is kind of like going. He has no idea. He has no clue, and he goes, "I third base for the uh, for the team." Mm-hmm. The guy pauses for a second, walks off, and comes back. And he goes, "Y'all are good." So as we pull through, I look up, and there's like a forty foot banner of Austin hanging like right by, <laughs> right behind. I was clearly not a baseball <laughs> fan at clearly, all. Clearly not. But uh, no, it was cool. We got in there and and got to see, kind of walk the facilities, kind of see some of the the stuff there and we ended up staying watching the game uh pretty cool experience really that's the i don't think i ever i never got on the field at turner field so i'm pretty sure that's the first that's the first like major league baseball Mm -hmm. field i've ever got to go down on and it it, to me it's way bigger than than you think so you were at the new stadium or the old stadium? yeah truest okay gotcha gotcha yeah this was the world series year so yeah. Not this past year, but the year before that. Yeah, you get to meet any other any of the other players. Mm-mm. Met. Uh, we were there way before the team. Uh, met Franco Acuna, mm-hmm. his uh, translator. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. You know, just kind of seeing those guys on TV all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we ended up getting off the field and going back up and going to eat somewhere at the battery while they got ready for the game. So. I met Dansby and had a restaurant for brunch. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you said he was way shorter oh, than you Swanson. thought, didn't he? He was way smaller than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually way bigger than I yeah. thought he was. He's, um, you know, I'm 5'11". He was, well, I mean, to me, he looked 6'2". But I feel like that always happens, though. Yeah. Like, you, you see these guys. I know that happened a lot at Auburn when I was in school and stuff. You'd yeah. see these guys, you know, they're – listed as six foot six one on tv and then you're standing next to him and they make you feel like you're five three right it's like I was, i'm five eleven he's got to be at least six four yeah <laughs> but which, he's listed as six two which you know hunter our friend those of you who don't know our friend hunter mullins he he pitched at or uh pitched he punted at uab and uh he was always really tall like yeah, yeah. All, he's, he hit a growth we thought he really was six tall. four we, i thought he was six four for sure yeah and uh i remember him telling us when he went to the combine mm-hmm. the nfl combine that he was what six two and yeah six two and a half yeah something like that. I mean that's ridiculous. I mean which makes sense. He's six two and a half, 
bare, like barefoot. Yeah, completely as short. The absolute shortest he yeah, is yeah. is that height. So if he puts shoes on, he's pushing six four. Yeah. No, that's God, man. People like that make me feel so short. See, when I met Dansby though, I um I knew it was him because he had the um the Vanderbilt uh, shirt on. Right. I was like, I think that's Dansby. Like, I want to go say what's up. I have no idea why. I just, I just thought it was cool, you know. Um, so I go outside and I'm like, Yo, Dansby, like, what's up? I fist bump him. He's like, I'm on the phone, man. And so I don't care if you're on the phone. I, I'm trying to say what's up. Like, what's up, man? You gotta, you gotta give me something here. Like, that's true. I mean, so would you say he was? I mean, I, I'm sure he probably gets I, a lot of people coming to him. Like, yeah, I, I get, I, I totally understand. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. But I, I was kind of disappointed because I took, the, I was sitting at the table eating, mm-hmm. and I got up. I didn't have to yeah. to acknowledge who you were. You could at least said, "What's up, man?" You know, that's just my that's just my personal opinion. But it is what it is. He, he's still a cool guy. He's he's a good player. So Dansby's speaking of Braves players, Dansby's not the first Braves player you've kind of met oh yeah yeah you met uh andrew jones right i did meet andrew now that that was a different experience. now, now that's dansby was cool dansby's cool like I, I knew who he was you know kind of a new braves player right andrew jones now i grew up watching man andrew that's jones. another so level that was a different that was a different animal so i um my job required me to meet andrew jones so i pull up at the gate and andrew jones is basically a condo which was next to Lennox, um, Lennox Mall. And I did not know it was Aunt, the Andrew Jones. I thought it was just, and he spells his name a little different. Yeah, he's got the U. He's got the U yeah. in it, yeah. Yeah. So when I go through the gate to buzz in, I see a guy walk out, and I see him from about, you know, uh, from a little distance away, and I'm like, holy shit, that's, that's the Andrew Jones. <laughs> so at this, and, and I say this to say, I played baseball from the time I was, you know, five up until, you know, college. So I'm, uh, you know, baseball was my dream for a long time. I looked up to Andrew Jones. So meeting Andrew Jones was like, he's a legendary Braves player. Yeah, for sure. At this point. So, you know, I get to, um, I get to talk to him for a little while and I can definitely say I've met a lot of people. Like I've met Russ, I've met Jack Harlow, I've met, you know, Keith Sweat. Um, I've met a few people and, Meeting Andrew Jones, I met Neo on Facetime. Um, right, me, meeting Andrew Jones was um, was definitely like a starstruck moment. You don't yeah. think you would get that way, but since I played baseball, um, I had to I had to tell him when I left it when I left his condo. I was like, man, like I I appreciate every everything you did for the game. He was like, I, I appreciate it, man. Kind of smiled, but. Yeah, man, that was a cool moment. That's, I mean, it's different it when cool you meet guy. somebody that you idolized when you were young, though. Yeah, I feel like it's just a different thing. I mean, yeah, for sure. You know, you that's somebody. I mean, at our age now, you you see people like Dansby on TV. Like you said, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's doing something like that. That's awesome. You know, a lot of people look up to him. Mm-hmm. But he's just another guy. Right, right. He's a he's a extreme athlete. Like he's. He's not a gold glove Andrew Jones. Right. Like one Andrew, of the best Braves players. And when you're of younger, man, like when you're younger, those people they they're like Superman. Like they don't they don't even seem real. Exactly. They seem like you know, I couldn't even I couldn't even imagine being in the same room with somebody like that. I can't I can't even imagine being at the stadium with a bunch right. of other people watching. And what I think is so crazy is I wish 
like someone like Andrew Jones could experience what I experienced seeing him because yeah. he's him. Yeah. He doesn't see, he doesn't think it's anything to him. He's always played baseball. He's always been very good, but I wish he could experience it from my perspective. And then he would understand like how big of a moment that is for, for a lot of people. I'm sure that. Yeah. Him. No, that's, it was a cool moment. No, that's unbelievable. I remember when you told me that I was pretty jealous of that, man. Oh, I, dude, I was so hyped. I mean, cause that's different. That's not, you didn't see him in a restaurant. I mean, you went to his house, basically. Yeah, I went to his house. Went to I his mean, condo. Yeah, that's yeah. that's tough. That's hard to beat, yeah, especially man. as a Braves fan. Yeah, it was nice. He had the all black um, Tesla Model Y. Was okay. well, could have been the X. Yeah, that's, it was nice. I was like, nice, nice car. <laughs> shout out to the Tesla man. Yeah, he was yeah. in the Tesla game. He would have. Y'all would have had something to talk about. Yeah, I love the Tesla. What do you think about Tesla? Man, I like the Tesla. You know, I like yours. It's pretty fast. It's um. There's a lot of cool things, cool features on it. Um, I bet you see a lot of them in Atlanta. Yeah, it's kind of kind of kind of watered down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Everything is. I mean, everything from I've seen Teslas. I've seen, you know, you see the G wagons a lot. You see the Rolls Royces a lot. Um, I've seen an all white Rolls, uh, which is probably yeah, that's a little bit different level. Yeah, yeah, that's uh. It kind of spoils you because it's like the rolls, really. Yeah, if you, Just I mean, casually in the rolls. That's what I was about to say. You, you pumping gas in the rolls. You, it's casually, and, and where I seen it at was a, um, was a gym. Oh, really? Like a gym slash daycare, yeah, um, that they have, and just casually parked in front of the gym. And we say that jokingly, like rich people don't go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, they do, and it's a, it's a high end gym, but Dang. the all white Rolls Royce storm trooped out. That's a different level. Dang. I ain't thought yeah, about man. that. So if you, if you had to have, or if you had any amount of money, money wasn't a factor, you could have any kind of vehicle right now. What would it be? Mm. I think, I don't know if people listening have ever seen. I, I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but in Atlanta, um, I think the classiest vehicle that I've seen, the Rolls is up there, but the Bentley. Oh my! Yeah, those goodness. Bentleys are. Bentleys are smooth, dude. Yeah. They're so classy and they're so like luxurious. And if you if you cop the Bentley, I've seen like a baby blue Bentley. Mm. Man, it's on it's on a different level, man. You pull up you pull up in the Bentley, then you don't have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. End of conversation, right? That's there. true. I mean those those cars. I mean they're a they're a certain level of car. You know the McLarens and stuff like that, where you just know like there's no. Yeah. I mean, you can have there are there are people who who drive Corvettes and stuff like a Corvette's a freaking sweet car, right, right. But you don't have to be a millionaire to drive a Corvette, right, right. Like some of these other cars, man. It's I think compared to I think the McLaren, as far as looks go, just straight off the look, the McLaren blows the Lambo out of the way. I I like the Lambo. the, The Lambo is the Lambo, but the McLaren, like especially like from the rear view, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty nasty, man. McLarens are nice. I would pick that over like a Lambo or a Vet or Maserati or something, anything like that. McLaren for sure. You know, we uh, we see a lot of Kias mm-hmm. in Auburn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toyotas. Kias, Toyota. I mean, that's normal. Yeah, you know, that's normal. Nice cars, but normal it's just not. Alabama you, behavior. You do, if, if, if uh, Rolls Royce comes through Auburn, though, that's uh 
I feel like that's gonna yeah. that's gonna cause some people to turn heads. It's a gift. It's it's like a well, I don't say a gift and a curse. Like living in Atlanta, you see all those cars, but it kind it kind of messes with you, man, because you want that. You can't help but want it when you see it all the time. You know, if you see the Bentley, you see the Rolls, and it's like I want that. Yeah, you know, it's just casually parked, and and it's like basically being from Alabama and not seeing those things. When you see people driving those types of cars. You're curious, like, what do they do for a living? I want to ask them, like, if they can do it, then I can do it. So it, it, it gives you that motivation to just want those things. So it's cool seeing them, but it's kind of it kind of spoils you, too, because then you, you can't be satisfied until you get the Bentley. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess what you're saying is the Bentley's next Bentley. up for you. I want a Bentley. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't disagree there. Yeah, it's like my it, – and it used to be the – um, it, it used to be like the – um like a Bugatti or something, something crazy, <laughs> like just a dream car. Yeah. And I have seen Bugattis in Atlanta, but I don't, I, I wouldn't pick a Bugatti. It would be the Bentley for sure. No, nah, the Bentley is hard to beat. Yeah. Just, just like you said, classy and just cool factor. Yeah, definitely. It's crazy to think that you go from wanting a Mustang to a Bentley. Yeah. It's, it's that, that, it's that exp- what you're exposed to, man. Yeah. It's like, um, Steve Harvey said, like just, he said, just buy a first class ticket. If you buy a first class ticket, he said you'll never want to go back again, and you'll do whatever you got to do to fly first class after that moment. It's when you're exposed to a new level, like you just want to, you want to reach it. So. That's true. I mean, even, even like anytime I fly somewhere now, I I make sure to at least at least upgrade to Comfort Plus. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just because it's such a better experience. Right. I mean, I can't I can't do first class all the time, but I'm saying like if I could, I definitely would. Right. Yeah, man, you got to get that experience, make you level up, you know? No, nah, no doubt. At least want to have that motivation. No doubt. So what's, uh, speaking of leveling up, how's the real estate game going? Man, it's tough right now because, you know, I'd say throughout 2022, they kept jacking up interest rates, mm-hmm. um, which for you all that don't know, um Interest rates aren't aren't a good thing in, in the real estate market right now. Um, so people are basically torn between: Do I wait until they rates go down? Do I wait wait to buy until then, or do I buy now? We we always say, you know, um, what's the saying? It's um, marry the house, date the rate. So we say if if it's your dream home and you really love this home. Uh, you can always refinance when rates do go down. So buy the house because if interest rates are going up, there's basically less demand. So how home prices are declining, interest rates are still high. So it, you can get a house price at a discount and then refinance when you're ready. So I, I feel like that's we're in a weird spot yeah. in real estate right now. I would definitely say it's more of a buyer's market now. You feel like that's going to? change anytime soon or I feel like it's going to be I feel like it's going to be leveled out for a while I feel like it's going to be more of a normal market for a while instead of two years ago when interest rates were three percent and we were seeing a a frenzy on buying houses I don't think we're going to see that for a long time I think it's going to be a more of a normal normal market for for a few years definitely which is a which is a good thing yeah I think it will be a great time to buy a home in the next few years. But yeah, more of a more of a normal market in the next two to three years for sure. Man, real estate, uh 
I know when you told me you were kind of getting into it, there's it's there's so much more involved with with being a realtor. Is it realtor or realtor? Realtor. Realtor. That's what I always say. Okay. There, there is a difference in, in, in what you consider like a real estate agent versus a, a realtor. There is a difference. So how, I guess, tell me a little bit, how did you get, we never really talked about this. What made you want to become a realtor and kind of how did that go? Because once we started talking about it, you were kind of, I mean, you basically told me like, man, yeah, I'm studying for this real estate test. Like, yeah. You know, I never really asked you. I, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, some people, some people say that, you know, they have a crazy passion for, for real estate. And that's great. You know, me personally, I, like I mentioned, you know, we were talking about on the last podcast, like I've been in sales for a while. So it kind of made sense for me. And I do, I do like homes, especially moving to Atlanta, you know, seeing all the beautiful homes there. That just, you know, kind of blew my mind. And I, I'm, I'm, I like people. You know, so I just felt like it was a good move for me. Um, but yeah, I, I got into it, man, just because it it's a lot of money in real estate. I personally, um, my goal is to invest in real estate. Right. You know, I, I love, you know, people. I like networking. Um, you know, I want to sell a lot of homes, but yeah, I would love to be able to own a lot of properties. Um, so that's that's my long term goal as far as why I got really got into real estate. So it's funny you say that. So um, obviously my dad, you know my dad very yeah. well. My dad knows you very well. You got very, very good relationship there. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. When I first told him that you were getting into real estate, he said, Chandler's going to kill that. <laughs> he said, Chan, he said Chan, I'm glad he had confidence he in said, me. For Chan, sure. He said, Chandler's going to be so good at that. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, he, he really is because that's, Man, I remember I remember the days of you grinding, man, like doing insurance and stuff like that. I mean, you were successful in that. And yeah, I started off in insurance. Yeah, like you were successful in that. And I remember you telling me kind of how that went. I'm I'm thinking, dude, there's I was like 23, 24 too. I and was young. I, dude, and I was thinking, like, that is not easy to sell. No. Like when you were telling me the stuff, like that is not easy to sell. Yeah. Insurance, like I, I was doing like life insurance too. So, you know, I was having to sit down with you know, people that I did not know. And, you know, basically, you know, I, this is what I'll say. Probably 90% of people who have life insurance surprisingly do not know what they have within their policy. They don't even know, like, it builds cash value in whole life policies. So a lot of people had no idea. They were paying for life, for life insurance for years and knew nothing about the policy because they purchased it so long ago. Um, so I basically would sit down with them and, and go over their policies, man. And, you know, but yeah, that, that was, that was a while ago. It was fun though. Great experience. Yeah. And I remember when you got into that, you kind of just like went straight into it. There wasn't yeah. any kind of testing process that you had to do, at least for what you were doing at the time. Yeah. So real estate is different. Cause I remember you said you were, and you well, started I did have to pass the, I while. did have to pass the exam. There's an, there's an insurance exam. Oh, there was an exam yeah, for that? Yeah, yeah. I studied okay. for like six months. Ain't really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. I knew I knew you did the real estate one because you studied for that for a while. I mean, to the point like you were you were kind of locking down your your social life and everything for that because that yeah, was, yeah, it was so to, important. I had to sacrifice a lot to pass the exam. Yeah. So though those those people who don't know, I mean, I think any real estate agent would say the real estate exam is very difficult. 
no matter who they are, even if they pass it the first time, it's definitely not easy. I personally studied for a year and a half for the exam. I took the exam um, three or four times before I passed it. I passed it on my fourth try. So I took it three times before I passed it. And yeah, it took me a year and a half to pass. I, you know, because I was also working another sales job. So, you know, waking up early, grinding, studying. And yeah, man, you know, it was a sacrifice. I did have to sacrifice a lot. But I would say the biggest thing that the reason I passed the exam is because I ended up deleting my social media apps at the time while I was studying. And I turned off the TV for probably... I can't remember how long, but I turned off the TV, no social media, and just locked in and and finally passed that thing, man. It was um it was well worth it for sure. So you would I mean that would that be your I guess if you had to give three main tips to somebody that's thinking about getting into real estate or has already gotten past that part and they're about to study for the test or are currently studying for the test, that would be probably the main one. Yeah, if you're if you're trying to pass the real estate exam, uh, one, delete the social media apps, turn off the TV for a while because you're making a you're making a sacrifice, but it's for you. Delete the social media, turn off the t- turn off the TV, um, get in a Facebook group. Facebook groups really help. There's a lot of people that have already taken the test that will give the answers out or something similar, so you have something to go off of. And uh, I would say the last thing would be um, if you're doing Georgia, there's a Georgia blue book that they sell. Definitely get the blue book, uh, read through the book, do the questions and prep agent is what I used as well um, to pass the exam. So prep agent. Yeah, prep agent. So if you utilize all those and you study, study your ass off. I uh, I definitely believe you had a good good shot good shot at passing the exam for sure. So I guess from passing the exam, so you you get ready, you schedule the exam, you study for the exam, you take the exam, you pass it. I mean, what happens after that? After you pass the exam, you know you your license is base, basically on inactive status, so you can't transact without a brokerage. So you need to start interviewing at different brokerages. So I went to, you know, maybe four or five different brokerages in person and on phone calls, phone interviews. And you basically, you know, pick the one that you feel like is best fit. You know, I really I'm with currently with Keller Williams. I like the people there. They have a lot of training. Um, This is my the only brokerage that I've ever been with. So I only have that under my belt as far as experience goes. But. Yeah, just pick whatever is the best feel for you. I mean, that's that's interesting, man, because I'll be honest with you, the most real estate experience I have is selling Sunset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've watched all of those. Hey, and I mean, the two... Like uh, a lot of people have. Was it, is it Oppenheim? Yeah, yeah. So Jason, Jason and... Uh, what's his name, Brett? Jason and Brett. Yeah, yeah. So... I mean, they seem like studs. I ain't gonna lie to you. They are some cool guys, man. They, they seem pretty cool. They seem very very good at what they do yeah that's what i can say um, so is that something for real like all jokes aside is that something like watching those type things do you feel like that gives you any true insight to it or is that kind of like a 
you know, shooting for the stars type thing. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely real. Everything yeah. you see on everything you see on like selling sunset and, you know, selling Beverly Hills and that it's definitely real, but they just kind of glorify it. Right. They, they don't give you like the hard work. They give you the more, I mean, it's, it's TV, it's entertainment. So selling Beverly Hills. Hold on. Is that the one, uh, what's the guy that owns that one's name? Sergio Mauricio Mauricio <laughs> Mauricio he's a cool dude man man that's right he's about his business I like him a lot Mauricio yeah. I think he's like he's a if stud, I had I a lot. Brad and Jason I would, I would put him I'll put them like as far as I'm not his business man they're all great right but like, me liking them I like I would say I think Mauricio got him though. Mauricio, he's Mauricio really cool he's that guy <laughs> yeah yeah Deb. I have a drink with him for sure which which show was it the last episode where they were all like going off on each other and stuff like blowing up it was too i think that was the beverly hills one wasn't they on a yacht so they have two different seasons of um selling sunset selling sunset had the first season with you know amanda chriselle yeah uh, christine you know all those and then they had the season two that was very interesting as well i watched both um, that ended kind of crazy. I don't, I don't really know the cast that well. Is that the I'm Maybe I'm, I'm trying to think of the one. There was one. It was the two girls. What were the two girls? The two girls, they were the same name. Mm, that's season two of Selling Sunset. Selling Sunset. Okay, I was thinking. Yeah, you're, ta- you're talking that's about right. um, Jarvis. Jarvis. And what's yeah. her name? <laughs> yes, yes. That was so. Jarvo. That was so. Jarvo, man. That was so good. Uh, no, they. they I, I like their little team, though. That was, they were good, man. Yeah, like, they, they little team. They, they, were, they were being hated on for being successful. Hey, look. I'll say this for the record. They had all the haters. They and, sure and did, it was, man. Yeah, that was awful, man. They were killing it. They were killing the game. And, and I liked them the most. I feel like they were very too. genuine. Me too. And even when they were arguing, like the arguments that they were making, like those girls were tripping, bro. Like, those girls were so smart and so successful. They hated There's them. There's nothing you can hate on them about. They they The only thing they could do was try to just tear down their character. Yeah. And they didn't have bad character. No. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely You've not. got somebody that's gorgeous. Yeah. They're successful. They're smart. They seem to be good people, yeah, at least yeah. from what we saw on camera. Yeah. Dude, and the, not Jarvis, but the other girl, I can't remember her name. She said that she had, like, seen her mom, like, I don't know if it was on drugs or something like that, but she went and, like, visit her, visited her mom and, like, seen her, like, on the streets. Really? And that, and that girl, like, is in, like, California, like, killing it in real estate, and she comes from... That. Dang, that's gotta be tough man yeah that's tough man so i mean you might see her on instagram and think like oh this girl's like you know got everything but like you never know what somebody's dealing with for sure no no doubt that's uh that's something i've tried to i mean that's something i've tried to keep in mind a little bit you know as i have gotten older is that you know, everything's not always what you see on social media and we don't right. we don't need to rant on the social media stuff we've we've right, done that right. before everybody does that but yeah you know you're only seeing the the best of everybody's life on social media. You're not really seeing right. the stuff they went through to get there or the stuff they're currently going through. I mean, yeah. we had we had a very tragic thing happen in our graduating class recently. Yeah, man. Um, that's I mean that that really. I mean, as soon as I told you about it, you called me, and that that's like I said, that's that's one that hurt a little bit, man. Um, yeah, man. R.I.P. Our guy John. Yeah, man. That's. Yeah, man, it's tough. He was a um, he's a funny guy. 
He's a cool guy. Great musician. Great musician. Kind of shy a little bit. Very quirky, very funny, very, you know, he, we played baseball together growing up. I remember he, he had the cool house because they had the batting cage and the pool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a. Very nice parents, man. His mom was so nice. His dad was kind of intimidating because he had that dad, deep voice. His dad always scared me a little bit. Yeah, but, he, uh, he was kind of scary. But nice, nice guy. Super nice, just, yeah. For some reason, he was kind of intimidating. Oh, man, I just. Very big guy. So I, I haven't told you this, but uh, it does make me wonder. You know, I I hate it because you know you lose touch with people like that. Yeah. You know, you haven't you haven't spoken to certain people like that, and it just makes me wonder. You know, it sucks because you think, you know, could just reaching out to somebody like that could have changed the course of that type. Yeah, of thing. You yeah. know, it's like you know just checking mm-hmm. on somebody. Right. And I'm saying I'm speaking to me specifically. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm really bad about not doing that kind of stuff. You know, not just sending a text. You know, sending a DM, making a phone call, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and you think it don't matter. Like, yeah, you think it doesn't matter, but man, something you know when they don't want to hear, it, they don't care to hear from you. Or, yeah, you know. But then you know stuff like this happens, and it it makes me wonder. It's like you know, well, what happens if a if just a few people would have reached out and checked on him? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Yeah, man i I think I think it's definitely beneficial. I think if you get the chance to just speak to anyone, or yeah, shoot the DM over to an old friend, or I think you definitely should. You know, you get mm-hmm. to that point in life where and you, we all take it for granted until life hits you. And then you think, damn, I could have, like you said, maybe I could have changed his mindset a little bit. You know, maybe we could have gotten a conversation on talking about some old times and could have put a smile on his face. But yeah, man, RIP, my guy, John. John Thompson, man. will be missed. That was a. Uh... That'd be a tough one. That's that's a tough one, man. It does it. That one that one hurt a little bit. I've uh, you know I've 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 been around some I've been around some loss and uh, and stuff like that. It's uh, it's hard to fathom, you know, the the mental state somebody's in when they when they reach that you know that low of a point. Right, right. You know, so it's hard to kind of to think, you know, why why do something like that? You know, what could be that bad that would make you be that to feel that way or react that way? But right, and it's uh, man, I, I don't even know. It's it, it's awful to think, man. I just I would I would urge everybody, you know, myself included. I need to do a bit better job about it, but I would urge everybody to, you know, check on your people, man. You know, people yeah, that man. you haven't connected with in a while. You know, just just check on them. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, it's tough to be a perfect person, and life happens to everyone. We all work. We all have our own lives, and, you know, you get caught up in your own thing, and then something tragic happens, and you always wish it was different, and you, and you realize how precious time is. So Yeah, and uh, you remember you remember David. Right, my mom's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that was that was another time that. I mean, that one, that one got to me a little bit too. You know, like. Yeah. And it's one of those things you I just, I, you don't know how to react. It's almost like it's, it's all it almost doesn't seem real every time. Yeah. So you'll never see that person again. Yeah. So a little context. Uh, my mom's latest husband was. Uh, was was a guy named David. He was a super nice guy, super hard worker. 
you know, it's probably hard for somebody to come into come into somebody's life at such a late age. You know, I was I was probably I don't know twenty eight when they started, you know, seeing each other, and they ended up getting married. And you know, David's an awesome guy, and he just randomly had a stroke one day, uh, had a stroke and died, and that was really tough. On, on my mom um tough on a lot of people but you know david david was such a nice guy i mean it was like i said you knew david it was uh yeah, yeah. did good to meet him he was he was a good dude and uh when he passed away you know i my mom struggled with addiction her entire life basically it's uh caused a lot of issues between me and her caused a lot of issues for her personally and as soon as he passed away, that's that's the first place my mind went to, you yeah. know, is, you know, wow, this is, she's doing so good, but this is going to really affect her. Which it would anybody. Anybody, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You you totally understand it. But, you know, in a bad way for me, I I, I didn't know how to react. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't do well with stuff like that. You know, you know this about me. Mm-hmm. I don't do well with emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just not a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, I feel like if I try to put my myself into somebody else's thinking, you know, it's like, all right, how should I feel? That's not, that's not like natural, you know? So I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, oh, I'm just, I, I, people are going to read that as I'm just trying to be nice or trying to be, you know, emotional when I'm really not. Right, right. You know, so it's, it's really tough because I start overthinking things and then that doesn't put, Put off the best vibe. You got to protect yourself, man, no matter who you are. You know, there's a, I think there's a lot of us who have been through a lot of things and not that you're not emotional. You know, most people that say they aren't emotional are really emotional. I mean, I'm speaking for myself as well, but you have to protect yourself. Yeah. You know, so a lot of things that like you've been talking about, like we have a lot of those things in our life and you kind of got to put them on the back burner. And not put yourself in that other person's mindset sometimes because you have to protect yourself. So, um, yeah, man, it's always you got to find that find that line with you know being there for family and also protecting yourself as well. It's tough either way. Yeah, it is. And like I said, you hope that you hope that people get through tough times like that. You know, everybody goes through stuff like that. So, you know, it's a tricky tricky thing, but. Like I said, I, I'm going to try to do better about, you know, just checking on people and, you know, making sure that at least I'm doing what I can to yeah, you know, let people know that, that I am thinking about them and stuff like that. Because that's, that's, that, that can make a big difference. And this might be a little deep, but I mean, like, look, imagine yourself at like the end of your life. If you just died from old age and your whole family's around you and you're on the bed and this is the end what really mattered like what at that point what in life really mattered if your entire if your kids your grandkids are around you and everyone that you love and and this is your last day like what really mattered right the only thing that mattered was the time you would wish that you had more time with all those people surrounding you that you love that would that would be the one thing that you would wish for damn i wish i had one more day yeah. So what really matters? The time matters that you spend with the people that you care about. 
everything else is just a luxury. I mean, I forget about that a lot. Yeah, a luxury or, or I mean, a speed bump. You know, you think, oh, my God, this is the end of the world, but it's really not. It's, it's, it never you know, is. A, a small argument over something or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's like kind of put that stuff aside and yeah. think about what really matters. Like you said, I and I'm I'm not speaking that to anybody. I'm saying me personally, I need to do a better job of that. Yeah. And it sucks, man, because, you know, we live in an age where you are judged off of your, you know, everything about you, really, everything that you put out into the world, you are judged for on social media. Yeah. And it's hard not, it's hard to feel like you, you know, you aren't constantly like working towards something because that will make you want to be, want to have a lot of material things. But that, just for the record, like for anyone listening, it's just not what matters at the end of the day. Like, Go travel the world, make your money, and, you know, create a nice living for yourself. But what or, matters is time. Yeah, I was about to say, or if if traveling the world and making a lot of money is not what you want, that's okay, too. Yeah, whatever your yeah. version of it is. Yeah, I mean, it could be having a small house somewhere with a big family or no family or whatever. I mean, that yeah. whatever makes you happy. I know I can say personally, you know, I'm from small town Alabama. I'm from a you know city in between Auburn and Montgomery, Alabama, and my fam- majority of my family has have stayed there their whole entire lives. And my grandparents, specifically, you know, people that you know raised me, they're perfectly happy with you know being in love with one another and not having a lot, but having love. And sometimes I don't understand it because. I do understand it because they raised me and I wouldn't be who I am without their unconditional love. So I do understand the power of that, that type of love. But you know, you get to a point where it's like, well, you don't want anything else. And it's like, they have everything they need. They may want for things. Yeah. Of course they want to travel the world and, and be rich and do all those things. But what's most important though, is the love that they share between, you know, them two and, yeah, man, just having that, that makes them happy, you know? No, for sure. Like that's, you're exactly right. Like I'm sure everybody has wants and dreams and stuff like that, but I mean, you know, having, having what, what truly makes you happy deep down that, I mean, that's awesome. And one thing, one thing I can say about your grandmother, your grandmother is probably one of the most memorable, <laughs> probably, probably one of the most she memorable, is. she's probably one of the most memorable people that, that i can even think about back in the day. I mean, even to now, but I'm saying like my grandmother is very unique. Your grandma, your grandmother is, is a real one. That's the yeah. best way to describe she it. Is she is a real, real one. one. She is. A real I mean, one. she's got your back from, for Man, anything. I will say that my anything. grandmother has my back. She always has. Yeah, she has, man. She's, she's a really cool woman, man. Yeah, man. I mean, she's, she's very a, supportive. She's always loved me. I never knew what unconditional love was until my, I mean, obviously, I've had my grandmother my life, my entire life. But like when I got older, old enough to realize I knew she provided it as a kid and I felt it. But as an adult, she still continued to provide the unconditional love through times where I I deserved tough love. Yeah, it was always unconditional. And that what she does for our family, I voiced this to her. I was like, I told her on the phone, I was like, you are my angel. Like, if I didn't have you, like God sent you here to look after me. And if I didn't have you, I would not be where I am. And I don't know how you do it. I strive to be like you. The way you look after me and my family, I don't I don't know how you have it in you. I'm not as good as you. And I'm glad I have you as an example. 
for someone to look up to because you are a great grandmother. I can truly attest to that, man. Like, yeah, I remember like <laughs> I remember being younger. I remember being, you know, 21 years old, completely broke as hell. Mm-hmm. She was she was keeping you afloat. Yeah, she looked I mean, up like standing for sure. She I mean, she did. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember? Uh, is I think it was fifteen years, fifteen year old All Stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were playing. I think we were playing in Auburn. Yeah, playing over here in Auburn, probably playing Smith Station, one of those teams. And I remember your grandmother in the stands. You were pitching, <laughs> dude. She. One thing about her, I remember she's gonna tell it like it is too. Yeah, you, uh, you had been having a good tournament, but I remember this game for some reason. You just didn't have it on the mound. Yeah, this day. you get those days. Yeah, you, you get those. I days. have my good days and bad games. Because you know? I remember, I remember there were several things that happened to you that that tournament. Like you got you wore the chain after my dad told you to take you the got chain thrown off. out of the game yeah. for wearing a gold chain. Yeah, they had just told you to take the chain off, and you said, "I'm gonna look fly," or what? You know? Yeah, I rather look cool. I rather look cool and get thrown out than. But I hit a triple before I got. You thrown did. Out. You hit a triple. I remember you dove head first into third. That's slid hating in to safe. me. That's hating. Yeah. Slid in safe. You hopped up. Your chain popped out, and the umpire threw you out. Yeah, that's hate. He's a hater. Yeah. So then, the thing about your grandmother, I remember you being on the mound throwing, in the first inning, I feel like you shoved like it was. Yeah, like yeah. The first inning, it was three up, three down. Just boom, you were throwing gas like they were. They yeah. were done. I think I was playing either second or short. Like mm-hmm. I was like, man, Chandler's got it today. Yeah. The next inning, it what they weren't rocking you. They weren't hitting you. I just think you got a little wild. Like you were walking. Yeah. yeah. Batters. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, I hear your grandma in the stands. Take him out. He's done. <laughs> take him she out. She will tell the coach to take, take me out. out. Quick. He ain't got it today. He's done. If you ever, if you grew up with me and you ever, if you play ball with me, my grandmother will tell the coach Not to take just me your out. grandmother, though, dude. Your family. Yeah. Like, your uncles were hardcore with all of it, man. Do that. I mean, we all, we. I come from a family of athletes, you know, on mom and dad's side, but. My grandmother, you know, a fun fact about my grandmother, I don't think that I'm saying her sons, her grandkids, and her great-grandkids, which she has multiple, I don't think she's ever missed a game. Really? Dylan, I swear. No, that's awesome, man. She recently had knee surgery, and it's because she walked around the baseball field for years. And she never missed, like, she does not miss games. I believe it. I know she was at every game. When me and you were on team, she was at every game. I know that. Yeah. Because I could hear her. I know. The level of dedication she has is just unreal. No, she's she's awesome, man. Like, And, and she's told me that. That's what makes her happy. Yeah. Is, is spending time with her family. Like, she does not care about the material. And that's, and you know, she's happy, too. So. That's a good place to be. It really is. It is. Mentally, man. that's a really good place to be. It is. Uh, we gotta. I know one thing. I mean, I I owe a lot to my grandmothers too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Everybody, check on your grandmothers. Yeah, man. Reach call out your, to them. Call your grandparents tonight if you're if you're lucky enough to have grandparents. Yes. You're very lucky if you if you do. So yeah, check on your people, man. Yeah, I've I've definitely done a better job about that lately. Uh, you know, my grandmother from the lake. She moved up up here in Opelika. Mm-hmm. Well, you went by with me. You helped. Yeah, us we helped her move the couch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've tried to. Tried to check in a little little bit, you know. Yep. It's it's good, man. I owe her a lot too. Yeah, man. She kept me kept me straight for years. That's for sure. Yeah, grandparents will teach you what love is. They sure will. You, you you can you can sit here and think you know what love is, but if you don't love whoever it is that you're thinking about right now, when I bring up love, if you don't love them like your grandparents love you, 
That ain't love. No, it ain't the same thing. It's unconditional. And if and if and if you're with somebody and they don't love you that way, then nah, you need to get. And somebody the reason, else. hey, and you the reason you know is unconditional is because the thing about a grandmother, you can go to a grandmother with the most embarrassing, mm-hmm. or, or the most just down you've ever been, mm-hmm. and you just know how she's gonna react. She's gonna react in the kindest, most loving way. You can go to your grandmother and be like, you know, I fucked up, you know, and tell her what you did. Yeah. And she might get mad at yeah. you, but or she's she gonna, might be disappointed. She's gonna be disappointed. She she's gonna tell you how it is and all this stuff, yeah. but you know for a fact how it's gonna end. Yeah, you know, with a hug. She's telling you she's loving you. With love. And she's gonna help you however she can. And that's that's hard to that's hard to beat, man. And dude, people say, people say in relationships these days, like relationship coaches, they like men especially, they say that women don't love men like unconditionally. And it's like I, I don't believe that. No, I don't believe that. I either. believe you're just not with the right person. I think you do. I think you can find a person that you love unconditionally. I can. I have it in me. You're as a man. You are a lover, man. I'll tell I, you. I am a lover. You're a lover. <laughs> you a lover. That's why you know we when we. When we used to write all that music and stuff, I had to kind of check you a little bit because you be hey, getting, look, you know, getting a little I too came from love. the 90s R&B era. Yeah. I came from riding in the backseat with my mother, who was also a hopeless romantic. And, you know, she was playing, you know, a lot of 90s R&B, like Jodeci, Boys to Men, Jagged Edge. Yeah. You know, I'm listening to all that. So I'm in my feelings every day. <laughs> so thanks, Mom. <laughs> Always in your feelings. Yeah, you know how to. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's just that's just what I was what I grew up on. So if you know any '90s R&B music, like we can vibe. No, I love I love that like stuff the too. End man. of the road. Although oh we come to the end of the road. Y'all don't know that shit. I don't know. What so one 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 artist that I I bet you a lot of people a lot of people listen to us do not know. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites, mm-hmm. Tank. It was a heartbreaker, hearing things I didn't want to hear from her. <laughs> I'm thinking about the things I did for her. You remember you played me that song oh, one time? Oh, God. That was at uh, Longleaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You played it over the headphones, and I was feeling it. And we were down bad. You turned it off, and I was like, bro, what are you doing? He said, I didn't know you was yeah, feeling it. I, yes, I was feeling you, it. You were just quiet. You weren't humming. You were just quiet. Yes, I was in living floor. in the song. Dude, we were so down that night. like floating in the song. He said, it was a heartbreaker. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, it was so shit. good, man. That shit instantly hit me. Like, what? I challenge everybody listening to turn on Heartbreaker by Tank and tell me you don't feel something. You better prepare you gonna, yourself. Yeah, you're going to feel something. You better prepare. You don't feel if something. you don't feel something, then I, you ain't cold, never experienced nothing. Yeah, you just nothing. cold. You just cold. You cold hearted. Yeah, you cold hearted if you ain't feeling nothing with that. Because when that when that chorus hit, boy, man. we're gonna have to listen to that. It was a heartbreaker. Hearing things I didn't wanna hear. From what was it about? What was it about those R and B guys specifically that I feel like they were all jacked and like that was the wave. They were just big as hell. Just swole. I'll tell you a good one. Omarion. <laughs> which, so which song comes to mind? Oh, comes to mind for me yeah. for sure. That shit was hard. It's gonna oh. be the song, girl. girl when it's going, going down, down, your body's saying, "Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, have you seen my thing?" I like that verse. You like, girl, come on over and let's get this thing cracking. What about uh? That's you know, that's part. funny. You know, so Omarion. So that makes me think of you got served. Mm-hmm. So uh. Yeah. What's his name? 
Marcus Houston. Marcus Houston. Yeah. Uh, what was the one Dude, he did? My, um, my homie uh, Justin Sweat um, acted in a movie with uh, Marcus Houston. I like that naked. Um, mm-hmm, baby, turn the lights off. Let's get naked. Hey, that might be too much, but yeah. That's but, I mean, I like First Time. That's a good one. Ain't nothing one like the ones. first time. That one. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you I can blow your mind. Baby, if I touch you, <laughs> you're gonna fall in love, shawty. Best be. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And then who comes in on the on the verse? I can't say no first time. More like your first. I yeah, hold remember. up. Somebody like, comes in on the verse though. Yeah. Anyways, so pretty Ricky. What about pretty Ricky? Oh my boy! I used God. to know all the lyrics. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was that? Uh, shorty, be mine. That, uh, that was one of the best. Boy, that one went so hard. I had the Shorty, would you be so I had them, them subs in my truck, bro. We when, that, when that song Boy. first comes on, you hit me yeah. up on, on your cell phone. You know. go, girl. With your, uh, 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 uh. Oh my goodness, what? I'm like, Shorty, would you be mine? <laughs> shorty, Shorty, say, would you be mine? <laughs> shorty, would you be mine? <laughs> Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, even Valentine's. <laughs> Dude, that was that's the, so good. That's crazy. Yeah. Boy, that's the best. Yeah, man. That's got to be the best era of music. I think so. Dude, I will. Uh, I am going to say this. Like, speaking of like R&B music, I, I can't mention R&B music without mentioning, you know, my um, my guy Jordan Sweat's, um, his pops on Key Sweat, man. He, as far as like, as far as the R&B music, I think my mom had the biggest crush on Keith Sweat, <laughs> and he had some of the best songs of my childhood. I mean, like, so she knows you've met him, right? Yeah, she knows. Yeah, she knows. Like, I'm, I'm really good See, friends. I've never with met. Him. I've never met Keith or Jay Sweat. Yeah, yeah, I met him. Um, you told I'm, me about. I'm really good friends with Jordan and you Justin. Told me a lot about Jordan. He yeah, seems yeah, like a cool, cool dude. Yeah, they're my homies for sure. But um, yeah, Keith was very influential on my um in my music yeah. journey, man. I even got to meet Keith and have a conversation with him. And that's that's cool, man. The um. His best songs, you know. Um, nobody, man, who can love you like me? Nobody. So your mom who can sex you like me. Oh, sorry. So you're it. saying your mom used to your mom used to roll to some Keith Sweat. Oh my God, Keith Sweat. My mom. So oh my. My ha- mom loves Keith Sweat. So on the radio, was it a CD? Was oh it a, a CD? Like we was like I said when I was in the back seat as a kid. Like she's bumping Keith Sweat. Her and her friends. Like yeah. my uncles. <laughs> Everybody loves Key Sweat, like yeah. my whole family. Like, Dang. you know, you want my loving baby. Got me twisted, boy. Key Sweat's the shit. Hey, so you, uh, dude, I'm I love R and B music. So you've been, oh yeah. So I mean, you've been to Key Sweat's house, right? Yeah, yeah, I met him. Yeah, yeah. J Sweat, um, my homie J Sweat. He, um, you know, it's his pop. So he, you know. It's so funny. He's, too, he's in the music too, and and his brothers in the acting, and they're a good family, man. They're some cool people. I was about to say, it's so funny thinking of like a, you know, just your everyday family, but the dad's Keith Sweat. <laughs> well, Jordan, I, I spoke to Jordan about this before, yeah. and Jordan doesn't know how big of an impact that Keith had had oh, on yeah. my childhood and my mother. So I express it to him, but he he. He's, he's, it's it's he his dad. Yeah, he, but so he he'll never be to think that. Yeah, way. nobody and, can. I mean, if yeah. it's your dad. Yeah, and that's cool. Like yeah. he, you know, he he lives. A, you know, I mean, Jordan's got his own thing going, but like his his dad's a legend. It just is what it is. No, that's you know R and B legend. That's awesome, Keith man. Sweat. Keith Sweat. Shout out to Keith. 
Yeah, man. So, for sure. Okay. Dang. You remember, uh, speaking of music, do you remember the first time me, I think it was me, you, Hunter, and Jordan were in the studio. Mm-hmm. And we wrote the, or we actually, me and you had written the, the song in your car. Maybe it was my car. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. We wrote Unfaithful in the car, in the driveway. And the first time we heard it play through yeah, with like the harmonies and everything in it, Jordan had put the yeah. harmonies in it. He had it mixed up. First time we heard it through, my only reaction was to laugh. Yeah, it was so good. Because it sounded so good. It was so good. And that's a, that's some deep stuff, man. Like when you mentioned the, the kind of the ties to Keith Sweat and the influence that people like that had on you and me and mm-hmm. and just the, the feeling and, and effort you put into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's there. Yeah. I mean, Unfaithful, to this day, me and you've written a lot of songs yeah, together. Yeah. That's the best song. For Unfaithful sure. is the best. That's the best song we've, we've it's written. The best written song and the best sounding song. And no, just... I say, let's put let's let's play a clip of it, the rough cut of it. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll play a clip of it right here. It happens every time when I pull up outside, she be climbing in the ride, let me going for a drive, but we know it's a lie. Put it in park, then we turn off the lights. It's getting kind of cold tonight. Wrap my arms around it and I hold it tight. Situation's getting hotter, so I know what's right. Always getting tied up like it's overtime. Turn the pace of the story, write another line. It happens every time when I pull up outside, she be climbing up the ride, and she gotta go inside to a whole different life. Sick of all, give me inside of the fights. It's getting kind of old tonight. Nobody else around but a lonely wife Father wishing it was over with overnight Always getting tied up like it's overtime Turn the page to the story, write another line I'm telling you, man yes, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm telling you yeah, that man. hook When that hook goes in with the harmonies At the second part right there, it's unbelievable Yeah, I think we discovered I don't know how we discovered, you know Adding the harmony That octave harmony yeah, that, I like think we accidentally oct- It was like eight octaves up yeah, I, think, I, think. I think we kind of accidentally did that And Jordan, you know, Jordan's real good with that kind of stuff I mean, he's he's unbelievable and uh, I mean, yeah, it just kind of he, he put it in there without even I think you had did the verse or did the chorus and then uh, he kind of raised it and then just played it through. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. sounded so good. We were just blown away. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's what that's what we just played was the that that's, cut we did. That's a, that's a good point, though. It's like when we heard that for the first time, you know, something's like great when you as soon as you hear it or see it, you know, it's like a good indicator. Like you see something and you just have that feeling. It's like, that's it. Like, don't go against it. That's it. Well, and and not to give too much away, but like that song, that was not just a bunch of made up stuff. Really? Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Like right. most of the most, real song. Yeah. Most of the shit that, that we wrote together was definitely stuff that either we experienced together. We experienced separate. Yeah, it was I mean the whole true story, whole true story EP was all true story. Right, that's where that came from. That's where this came from. Right. I have true story tattooed above my knee. Yeah, because that's how much that means got, to me. We're going to show that off. Yeah, that's how much that means to me. You know, we got we got to post that on the page. Yeah, uh, we yeah we can. We'll we take a picture to. of it. Yeah, man, because that's what I'm saying. Like this stuff is not. This isn't just a fad. It's not something we 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 thought. Oh man, it'd be really cool to get on here and do this. This yeah. is this is something we've basically lived. Yeah, so I mean, you know, if you know Dylan and I, we obviously grew up, you know, um making music and everything like that since we were like very young. I'd say, you know, 12, 13, and we wrote a um an EP together called True Story, which was probably the best 
uh, music that I've ever recorded personally. And Dylan and I wrote it together. So True Story kind of came from, you know, that EP or album. And we just kind of went with the narrative on the podcast. So it's kind of kind of an evolution to what we started originally. Um, basically just sharing the stories um, with the music and then sharing the stories here on the podcast. So, Yeah, I mean, that yeah. stuff that stuff evolved I mean, so much. I mean, just from times when we were too broke to go out and do anything, too broke to go hang out with friends, walking around in circles around the pool at my dad's house, you know, yeah. spitting different flows. And and th- that's, dude, I that mean, gave me an idea. That, that just hit me, like, true story. It's like, it's don't be ashamed to tell the truth. Yeah. That's what I feel like social media is missing. Like, right. it's cool to look cool. It's cool to have the Louis V, Louis v bags or whatever. It's cool to have a nice car. But don't be afraid to tell people the truth. Like, we really want to know how you got it. Right. Like, you can have it, but we want to know how you got it because it's so motivating to tell the truth because we're all humans. We all go through things that we've talked about on this podcast, like right now. Just tell the true story. We all want to hear it. So no matter who you are, if you're successful, if you're not successful, we don't care if you're rich, if you're not rich, just tell the true story. And that's well, what I feel like we want to do here. That's the thing that people forget is like, and, and this is one thing I notice about like YouTube videos and stuff. There's a lot of successful people that I look up to and follow and stuff like that, that I want to, it's like, man, I want to, I want to be like that one day. I want to, I want to be able to do that. I want to live that kind of life. Mm-hmm. But really the journey is way more interesting to me. It is. Watch. It, it may is. not be to them because they lived it. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see it. Yeah, we all show do. me what happened, the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I want to relate. I want to. I want to learn. And like we that. get insecure as people about that part. Yeah, we don't want to show the journey because you think people. Oh, I'm gonna. If I expose the real me, then they're not gonna like me anymore. And so, no, that's what we like the best. Right. We like the real you, not just the, the you. highlight. Like you said, it's yeah. like a highlight board on Instagram. Yeah, I want to see the real you, like. That's the that's the most important part, man. No, it's it's extremely important. Like I said, it's not the only is it part of connecting with people. It is. It, it it humanizes you. It brings you. It brings you like down to earth almost. Especially mm-hmm. for people that are that are like way disconnected. You know, famous athletes and stuff like that. Like right. I mean, same thing with we talked about with Andrew Jones. It's like yeah, he could have been a complete and total asshole, mm-hmm. and you would have you would have viewed him differently. Yes, but he wasn't. And we we all as people just sometimes need a little bit of motivation. If we go on social media and we already follow you, you don't have to be famous. You don't have to be rich or any of those things. Like just give us the 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 your like your real story. Like give us you, and that's what I, that's what I want to see. It's cool to it's cool to you know pose in Italy, you know what I'm saying, and take that picture. But it's like we wanna we wanna see the real you. Yeah, I'd like to know kind of the stuff that went on behind the scenes. You know, yeah. like. Like I said, me and you, I'd I'd say by no means are where we want to be. You know, there's a lot we we have left to do that we want to do. I think I'm very proud of me and you both. I think yeah. we've done a done a great job. I think, you know, we we've gone through a lot of really highs and really high highs and really low lows. I mean, it's yeah, it's amazing to me though that we are <laughs> that we are where we are and we have the yeah we still have the connection and. And the ability and the time and freedom and to, to do stuff like this. I mean, it's awesome. I'm yeah, definitely. I enjoy doing it. And I mean, saying for anyone, saying you're not where you want to be in life is fine because that means yeah. you're just motivated to go to the next level. You might be fine. You might be well off financially and still not where you want to be. 
You know, so there's nothing wrong with saying that out loud. Like, no, I'm no, not where no. I want to be in life right now because I have a lot of things that I've accomplished, but I want, I want, I want a little more. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think, I don't think I've ever been satisfied. And I don't mean that in like a not negative way. Far. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been satisfied. Like completely. Like sitting here going, man, there's nothing I think I can do better. There's nothing I want to do better. Like there's, I've never been that way. I think that's a gift. I, I do too. I don't think I don't think everyone has that. No, I and I, I thought they did. Yeah, but I don't think they do. No, I I agree. I agree. And not that I'm not shooting shots at anyone. No, you can be satisfied and then be happy. I'm not shooting shots here. I'm just saying I don't think everyone has that drive and motivation to always pursue the best version of themselves. I no. just don't. And I've, I don't think that. And there there are times you I know you'll agree with this. There are times when that feels like a negative thing. Mm-hmm. It does. You know, when you start feeling kind of bad, it's you're very saying, uncomfortable. Oh, you know, I'm not where I want to be. You know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good thing. Like you said, it pushes you to to do more. You're not you're not completely just going through the motions and kind of giving up on everything because you're like, well, you know, I'm happy. I'm good. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying I'm not that way. Because when you pursue something new or or, or you're pushing for more, you're always stepping into like this space there. You don't know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. The unknown. Know? So it's, it's the unknown and it's very uncomfortable and it, and it can create a lot of doubt and fear and anxiety. But, you know, if you're a driven person, you kind of learn to live with that and kind of use it as fuel. But, yeah, it, it is it is very frustrating sometimes, like pursuing pursuing the better version of yourself. It is, especially just having to watch other people do it. But it's competitive. Yeah. And I know, I mean, we're both competitive people. Everything, everything we do is competition. So, and you're all on social media. You're never going to be the wealthiest person in the world and have the everything everyone else has. So it's kind of frustrating, even when you do, or even when you have accomplished a lot as a person. There's always going to be someone out there with more. So that's frustrating too. Oh, definitely. But yeah, man, just you know, be happy. Show us the real you, you know, tell the true story, be happy with what you have, strive for more. You know, I th- feel like that's kind of the the motto here on the podcast, right? No, it definitely is. And I, I really hope that that people can, you know, I, I want people to reach out to us and, you know, I'd love to get people on here and tell their stories. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've talked about that. We, For the record, I we have talked about that. We do want to have guests on and, and tell the true story of, you know, you don't have to be crazy su- successful, just someone that, you know, would think, we think that would be a good fit and we want to hear the true story, you know, yeah, how'd you get to where you got? Definitely, man. No, I'm, uh, I'm excited for it, but I'm also excited because it's getting kind of late. I'm also excited for that fruit that we had. That fruit bowl from Publix that we bought. That's in the refrigerator right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of that, let's end on this. So the fruit bowls have cantaloupe in them, right? They do. So spell cantaloupe. I cannot spell cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. <laughs> I don't think I can spell it either. I mean, I can, but I, like, I, I've had a drink right now, and it's like, I ain't trying to spell cantaloupe right now. Right, well, we'll end on that. I guess everybody look up how to spell cantaloupe. Yeah, Dylan clearly can't spell cantaloupe. I definitely can't. <laughs> I, I definitely, C-A-N-T-E-L-O-U-P-E? I think that's it. Maybe. Oh, well, I'll check me on that. Anyway. I'll check him. Yeah, well, let's do this again sometime, man. All right, man. We'll see you. See you, buddy. See you, buddy. Hey, see you, buddy. See you, boy. See you, buddy.